0: I was looking at the scripture readings that were available to us with the devotionals that we sent out uh, through this wilderness series, and uh, we had two of the scriptures, but one of the scriptures just stood out to me, even though it's probably the most common scripture that we have other than the John 3.16 that we talked about a few weeks ago, which is this Psalm 23, a Psalm of David, the Lord is my shepherd. And I've, I've done this a lot in a lot of different places, but usually it's because it's chosen at loved ones' funerals that they choose for their loved one. And so uh, it's a familiar verse for us because it, it connotates this sort of sense of everything's going to be okay. And if you know me, you know that that sort of response when crisis is going on drives me a little bit bonkers sometimes. You know, the trite response is that God's going to handle it. God's got un- this under control. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. You know, I, I started to think a little bit about this uh, children's book that I have, um, because, you know, I have three little ones at home and it's the Lord is my shepherd. And so um, I'm going to I'm just going to read this with a little bit of the pictures that you have here for you this morning, because uh, I was thinking specifically about this as I was preparing for the sermon this week. But um, here's the opening uh, page. Right. The Lord is my shepherd. You get that corner? The Lord is my shepherd. He gives me everything I need. He lets me rest in green pastures. He leads me to quiet pools of water. He gives me strength when I am afraid, or when I am tired. And this is uh, specifically my favorite. Because of his goodness, he always leads me along the right path. I love the wolves in this. They're really cute. And this is even better. Even in the darkest valley, I am not afraid. No evil can come me. Your shepherd's rod and staff make me feel safe. I could keep going, but you all get the picture. But one of the things that's uh, really interesting about this to me is that the way that people often bring up the Lord's, Lord is my shepherd, the way that people often respond to uh, crisis in the world with trite responses like God's got this under control it kind of connotates this book, right? That We're these cute little sheep, and the problems of the world are these cute little wolves that, you know, God's got under control. But I don't know about you, but that just doesn't seem to fit the context that we're in right now. You know, everything seems very, very chaotic, and the darkness that has befallen us is not these, are not these cute wolves that we know that God's going to protect us, and we're going to Frolic along merrily to make sure everything is okay, and that we're gonna go to this destination of green pastures where God will sort of kind of caress us and say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Right now we find ourselves in what the Hebrew says is the darkest of valleys. We find ourselves in this place where the wolves are not these cute, friendly cartoons that will actually do us no harm. But there are threats like isolation and furlough and real mortgage payments that we have without the income coming in and actual diseases that are in fact impacting lots of people's lives. The wolves are not friendly and cute. And the darkness is not trite that God is just going to lead us through. And and the first step in following God on this journey that we find ourselves, which we say has been the wilderness throughout Lent, which we are finding ourselves in more and more day by day, as none of us knows the outcome with all of this, is that we find ourselves in the darkest of valleys. And it's scary and it's hard. But the hope that I find in this story is not that God's got everything in control, but that God is our shepherd, and a good shepherd is always with the sheep. That a shepherd is walking with them as they're terrified through those dark places and keeping them in line and keeping them protected, even though they're shaking in their hooves. If they have hooves, I think they have hooves. The Lord is your shepherd. The, the Hebrew word for want that's used within the scripture uh, harkens back to Deuteronomy 2, 7, when uh, Moses reminds the people that as they wander through the wilderness, they had everything that they needed. That we might want some things in this life, but God provides for the people on the journey. And if you remember, those people of Israel weren't too happy over and over again about what was provided with them, for them. They weren't too happy about eating uh, the quail and the, you know, manna that had came from heaven. And they lamented to Moses and said, we were better off in Egypt as slaves. Because there we at least had bread. The Lord provides for us what we need. And so as we follow that good shepherd, we fear not, not because we know that everything's going to be taken care of perfectly the way we want, but we know that God, the one who provides, is with us. We have a lot of motorcycles this week, I I bet, uh, because you can hear them going on. They must be uh, enjoying the fresh air after being locked up. The Lord is our shepherd. The other interesting thing about this passage is that it's not just about where we're going. You know, we like to think it's used at funerals. It's to talk about heaven. It's to talk about the grass is greener on the other side, those pastures that are just exactly what we want and that will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Again, I found myself looking back at the Hebrew this week and really prayerfully thinking about how this scripture speaks to us specifically. And it's interesting that the word dwell here, at least translated by the King James version and then picked up by the NRSV, which is what we use, is actually not dwell. It's actually uh, the word shuv in Hebrew, which means to to return or to turn back. One of my favorite scripture stories uh, that uses this word um, is the the story in which uh, Ruth says that she will not shuv turn back, and leave Naomi. She stays by her side and makes that choice to be with her and to follow her through what was potentially going to be a hard road ahead. See, because that's the thing about dwelling in God's house. We don't always know what that's going to look like. We don't always know what exactly God is going to provide for us in the future. We trust and we follow. And then we find ourselves over and over again, you know, lamenting like the Israelites and saying, Where is my bread? And so we return just like this image, a realistic image of these cute little sheep that they don't frolic after the shepherd, but it is an active shepherding process where we get so focused on what's here in front of us that we start to stray off to the grass that we think is greener. And the Lord, with the shepherd's rod, pulls us back in. Stephanie, our uh, office administrator, communications director, and I often joke about how uh, we follow squirrels sometimes. And this comes from uh, the movie Up where, you know, it had this cute little uh, golden retriever and he's going along his way and then all of a sudden some, he goes, squirrel, and then runs off in the other direction. We're, we're like that over and over again. And, and I'm sure you have found yourself there so many times throughout this week of squirrel and you run in that direction You might have found yourself, you know, succumbing to that temptation to hoard as much toilet paper as possible. Squirrel, we need more than we need to secure ourselves. We follow those squirrels. We see the wolves that aren't so cute like this is, and we run the other direction. But God is with us. And God wants us to be together through this and through the storm. And friends, I I wish I could tell you that I know exactly what the green pastures are going to look like. And I I wish I could tell you that the wolves and the darkness are not scary and not that dark after all. But we find ourselves in unprecedented times. I, I venture to say that most all of us have not experienced something uh, to this effect a global pandemic that is calling us to stay at home but we find ourselves in this valley together and we find ourselves here with our god the good shepherd and if we stray away and we follow those squirrels or we run away out of fear for our lives We have the warm embrace of the return, the shoe, back to God and God's comfort. And, And so we're going to be working together on how do we continue to allow ourselves to be in community. We're going to continue to think about how might we offer the good news of God with us to the world. We're going to continue to pray for one another. We're going to continue to worship our God because God is that shepherd guiding us along the way. And as we, pass, as we journey together through this valley, the pastures are going to be exactly what we need. And so as fear uh, threatens to take over, we invite you to journey together with us. I invite you this morning to pray with me while you're at home. Gracious and loving God. we know that you are always with us. We know that your shepherd's rod will uh, keep us safe, but there are times when we just don't feel like that's true. Where the darkness is dark and the threats to our lives and our economies are real. And as we name that fear, God, and as we uh, name the darkness that we find ourselves in, we also name the peace of your presence journeying with us. And that we might not know what the green pastures will look like exactly beyond the veil that we can't see, but we know that we will continue forevermore to be in your presence. Connect during these times. Help us offer your love to the world during these valley experiences. And let's proclaim together that we won't be bound to, free, to fear, but that we'll remember that each one of us is a beloved child. to each other and to the